Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. And I'm Caleb Oaks. How's it going, Caleb? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Good. So what are we going to be talking about? So today we're going to talk about why a mid-market company has different, like unique data needs, I guess, is a good way to put it, shortened way to put it. I was going to say something longer, but we'll stick with that. <laughs> okay. And, and unique relative to... Very small companies or very large companies. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how I think about it. Yeah. As I as I was thinking about this, I think uh, one of the main differentiators that makes it a little different is mid-market firms are often private equity owned. Not always, but often. Um, and what comes with that is usually a mandate and a need to grow quickly, more quickly than a privately owned company typically could take on. And even more quickly than a very large, say, Fortune 100 company can take on, because they're already large. So you can double a mid-market company in a short number of years. It's much harder to do that when you're Fortune 100. It takes a while. Yeah. And the way that you do that, right, you could buy a company that's bigger than you, you know, if you wanted to, right? And right. it's not it's not, I mean, it's not common, but it's not uncommon either, right, so to buy some buy another company that's the same size or larger than the one that's doing the acquisition. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking of uh, one of our bigger clients, a pretty big mid-market company that was just bought by a much smaller company backed by a PE firm. Right. And if you you think about the data implications there, that's that's a huge, you know, implication to the data. You know, you're if you're if you're a huge company and you buy a you make an acquisition, they're smaller. It's not that big of a deal, right? You you dwarf them. So, but when you're doing acquisitions like that, then then it's like holy crap! And we have the same volume of data on both sides, and we need to see those things together. Right? If you don't have that rolled up visibility, it's like your data is useless. You're looking at half the company. That doesn't help you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think another thing that differentiates mid-market companies from much larger, say, Fortune 100 or Fortune 500 companies is they're typically at the lower end of data visibility and reporting, just in terms of sort of their data maturity. Yeah, they're kind of getting off the ground. They may have a couple things here or there. They're trying to figure out how they get traction. It seems like it's a it's a normal part of company growth to take on data initiatives and roll out BI, and typically that happens in the mid-market stage. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, very small companies, and even some mid-market companies we run into – haven't really worked with a BI tool or, or used effective reporting. Right. Well, that's that's what makes our job fun. I mean, I was just on a call today, and it was like, actually, it's two calls today where people were seeing Power BI really for the first time, and it was, you know, they were like, wow, this is amazing. I can see the power of this. You know, they've never seen cross-filtering and, you know, how how the BI tool interacts with data. It was it's fun to see. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Actually, it's kind of amazing sometimes the sophistication of the Excel network <laughs> that these companies have built. I mean, they get stuff done because they've got to run their company, but then when they see how you can do it, you know, with a true BI tool, uh, it it's like a light bulb goes off. Right, right. So um, when you're thinking about BI for a mid-market company, I think uh, I think one of the most important things is to get to insights and reporting quickly, not to feel like, okay, we have to boil the ocean, but to get some ROI, get some wins right out of the gate so that you can start getting adoption, start creating that culture. And often we'll see, because these companies haven't worked with BI tools before, 
just getting those quick wins will get the juices going so that they start to realize, okay, now I see what I can do with this thing and really start applying it to their business well. Yeah, it gets people excited. And you have to go about building out the system with that in mind. You, To your point, you can't boil the ocean. You can't you know, you can't build some crazy data engineered platform and then, you know, six months later put out a report. It's like that they just don't have the appetite for that. And quite frankly, they don't have the time either. So you want to you want to go at it quickly like that. Yeah, I think another consideration along those lines is the tool should be pretty standard, pretty easy to use. You don't want to use sort of obscure esoteric tools that are going to require finding some rare um, consultant or employee to come in and manage afterwards, you know. Using SQL is probably a good idea. Yeah. I mean, these companies, they don't want to be locked into having a consulting company build them a BI system and have be tied at the hip to them forever. They would like to build a team um, and later take it over. So if you lock them into some weird, obscure tool that's hard to hire for, that doesn't do them any good. Yeah. And, and in fact, we see that a lot, actually. There's just great marketing out there for weird, obscure tools. <laughs> <laughs> that are going to be a pain to maintain. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the reasons that, that we've uh, really focused on the Microsoft Azure um, Synapse tool set because it's very standard. There are tons of people that know how to use this tool. Um, you're not locking someone into, into something obscure that's going to be hard to maintain. Right, right. And, and you know, with, the, with all of those things in mind, like you're trying to put out reporting quick, you're trying to get quick wins, get buy-in from the business, um, not not spend a ton of money before you start seeing some return, and you want to have those those well known tools. Um, you got to put all that together and build a system that that meets those needs, right? So it's it's a it's a unique challenge, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think one of the other differences we already talked about um, at the front is that you know there's a mandate to grow quickly if you're private equity owned in the mid market. Um, and that growth is very much can be much more data intensive than if you're a small company. If you're a little company doing two or five million a year, doubling is not nearly as big a deal as if you're going from 150 million to 300 million a year. You better have good data to make sure that you're managing your processes and and, and managing costs and all those things. It's even more important, although I could make an argument for the small companies, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess for the small company, you could probably make it work with the same stuff. Um, but, you know, for a, for a larger company, you you need more sophisticated tools than Excel. Yeah, you've got to have it. And so often the growth is buy and build. So you're bolting, you're doing bolt-ons, you're buying companies, bolting them on, and it becomes even harder to manage that integration and make sure you're actually getting the value out of those bolt-ons if you don't have good data. So it's important to do it early and, and do it well. Yeah, that, that's another piece of the puzzle, right, is is how do you build a system that's, again, simple, gives you quick wins, um, isn't too expensive, and can manage and be scalable for when you do add more companies to it. Yeah, it's not it's not straightforward. Oh, good point. Really good point. So while you want to deliver things quickly, it has to be scalable. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've worked with companies that have gone from, you know, five hundred million to two billion. Um, it would be a mistake to have a system that only works up to five hundred million, obviously. Right. Right. And a lot of that growth was acquisition. Yeah. What are some of the um unique challenges that you think a mid market company faces when it's growing rapidly? 
well, you know, it's integrating that data. It's, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what else you got. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. Yeah, Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, Well, I think that covers what I wanted to on this topic. Anything you want to add before we uh, sign off? I don't think so. I think we covered it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you. 